Happy New Year. It's got to be happier than the one we just experienced. Goodbye and good riddance to 2020. A very difficult year for us all. The stroke of midnight at New Year's and the turning of the calendar has always caused me to reflect rather wistfully about the swift passing of the years. It doesn't seem that long ago that I was a young adult with kids in diapers. Now my kids are adults and one has kids of her own. I look in the mirror and this gray-haired man keeps staring back at me. Who is that old guy? Maybe I'm especially wistful about the passage of time given the fact that I'm about to retire. Where do the years go? In his later years, evangelist Billy Graham stated, the greatest surprise in life to me is the brevity of life. They say time marches on, but it seems to me that it doesn't so much march as sneak up on you. The brevity of life is a familiar theme in scripture. The writer of the 90th Psalm says, our days may come to 70 years or 80 if our strength endures, yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow for they quickly pass and we fly away. David echoes the thought when he said, the life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it's gone and its place remembers it no more. In the New Testament, James says, you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Many other passages, passages speak to the same effect, reminding us that our life on earth is brief and uncertain, and death is sure. To be sure, the pandemic we've all been living through has supplied plenty of reminders of our own mortality. Truth is, we're all living on borrowed time. And it's a reminder, frankly, that you and I would rather not have. It may seem de depressing, I, I know, but it's a good thing to face up to reality. David's reflection on the brevity of his own life and the prayer devote can give us needed perspective. He prays, reading from Psalm 39. Show me, Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting my life is. You have made my days a mere hand breath. The span of my years is as nothing before you. Everyone is but a breath, even those who seem secure. Surely everyone goes around like a mere phantom. In vain they rush about, heaping up wealth without knowing whose it will finally be. But now, Lord, what do I look for? My hope is in you. Unlike David, who says he wishes to remember how fleeting his life is, most people don't even want to think about it. They like to think that they have forever. They would rather not think about the inevitability of their own end. In fact, they spend a lot of energy keeping themselves so distracted as to keep the thought out of their minds. And yet, it's a foolish thing to ignore just how short life is. For it's that very awareness that makes each day all the more precious. In Thornton Wilder's play, Our Town, the character Emily dies, but she's allowed to return to relive just one day in her past despite the warning of others who are among her fellow dead. As she relives, relives that day, it dawns on her just how empty and meaningless so much of her life was. She asks, do any human beings ever realize life while they live it? Every, every minute? We don't fully realize life, do we? We squander so much of the precious time allotted to us 
thinking we have forever. We would do well to, to heed the writer of the 90th Psalm who prays, Lord, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. It's truly a wise thing to number our days, to remember just how short our life is so that we may make the most of every day God has given us. Numbering our days gives to life a sense of urgency to, to realize the fullness of life. We will concentrate on what's most essential. As someone has noted, life is short. God's way of encouraging a bit of focus. If we realize our days are numbered, then certainly one of the most important things we can do is to get right with God. The writer of the 90th Psalm, after noting how short life is, says to God, Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. His chief concern is to know God, to find his satisfaction and fulfillment in him. His greatest desire is to get right with God and to experience God's love while there's still time. There's a note of urgency in the psalmist's prayer, for he knows it isn't wise to put God off. For true joy and happiness are to be found in him. And yet so many people chase after things that don't matter and never do get around to dealing with the God of their lives. They miss out on eternal life altogether. Putting off the claims of God upon one's life, thinking that we have forever, is really the height of folly. So the rich farmer found out in the parable told by Jesus. Jesus told the story of the rich but foolish man who made his fortune and built up his plans for the future and didn't realize that his soul might be required of him that very night. Had he known his days were numbered, one wonders how he might have changed his life. We like to think he might have focused on different priorities, concentrating on being rich toward God and doing those things that were of eternal consequence. Instead, he had nothing to show for his life other than some barns that he would have to pass on to somebody else. Too late. As the Apostle Paul urgently reminds us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. I tell you, now is a time of God's favor. Now is a day of salvation. Get right with God now before it's too late. Time is passing. Life is short. It's now or it may be never. Who knows, but our soul may be required of us this very night. If you and I number our days aright, we'll want to get right with God. We will commit our way to God by accepting by faith God's gift of forgiveness and new life in him. We will do it today. We haven't done so already. There's nothing more important in this life. And because life is so short, we will also not delay in seeking to get right with others. Life is too short to ignore people or to be mean to them or to remain separated from them. We are, after all, going to have to live in eternity with many of these folks. Frederick William I, King of Prussia in the 18th century, was on his deathbed with his wife and pastor standing by, and the pastor told him that if he wanted to be ready for heaven, he would have to forgive all his enemies and all those who had injured him. His thoughts immediately turned to his hated brother-in-law, George II of England. Frederick reluctantly said to his wife, In that case, write to your brother and tell him that I forgive him, but don't do it until after I've died. Well, if there's someone for us to forgive, let's do it now. 
Now's the time to speak the word, write the note, make the call, give the apology, seek the forgiveness, love the person, do the kind deed. Now's the time to be with family, to spend time with your kids. Life is so uncertain and there may never be a more opportune time. There is nothing more tragic than the person who lives in the spirit of going to do and dies with nothing done. We put off doing today what we can do tomorrow, thinking that we will have an endless string of tomorrows. Will we? Someone penned these words. We shall do much in the years to come. But what have we done today? We shall give our gold in a princely sum. But what did we give today? We shall lift the heart and dry the tear. We shall plant a hope in the place of fear. We shall speak the words of love and cheer. But what did we speak today? After all, today is all we have. There may be no tomorrow. If we remember that life is short, getting right with people will take on a new importance and will make the most of each day. And finally, if you and I remember how short life really is, we will not forget to smell the roses along the way. We will truly relish the beauty of creation and the wonder of life. God wants us to rejoice in all good gifts. God wants us to have a pleasurable life. God's intention is, in the words of the psalmist, to make us sing for joy and to make us glad all our days. God wants us to enjoy flowers and sunsets and ice cream cones. Given the shortness of life, we are not to take God's good gifts for granted, but really enjoy them, living life to the full while there is still time. Many of you my age and older will remember Irma Bombeck, the humorist who commented on everyday things. She wrote these words at the very end of her life. I've shared them with you before, but they're worth repeating. She says, if I had my life to live over, I would have gone to bed when I was sick instead of pretending the earth would go into a holding pattern if I weren't there for the day. I would have burned the pink candle sculpted like a rose before it melted in storage. I would have talked less and listened more. I would have invited friends over to dinner even if the carpet was stained or the soda faded. I would have eaten the popcorn in the, in the good living room and worried much less about the dirt when someone wanted to light a fire in the fireplace. I would have taken the time to listen to my grandfather ramble about his youth. I would never have insisted the car windows be rolled up on a summer day because my hair had just been teased and sprayed. I would have sat on the lawn with my children and not worried about grass stains. I would have cried and laughed less while watching television and more while watching life. I would never have bought anything just because it was practical, wouldn't show soil, or was guaranteed to last a lifetime. When my kids kissed me impetuously, I would, I would never have said, later, now go get washed up for dinner. There would have been more I love you's, more I'm sorry's. But mostly, given another shot at life, I would seize every minute, look at it, and really see it, Live it and never give it back. Stop sweating the small stuff. Don't worry about who doesn't like you and who has more or who is doing what. Instead, says Irma, let, let's cherish the relationships we have with those who do love us. 
Let's think about what God has blessed us with and what we're doing each day to promote ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally, as well as spiritually. Life is too short to let it pass you by. We only have one shot at this and then it's gone. I think the saddest thing in life will have been to come to the end of our days only to discover that we had not really lived. There's an old Latin phrase, you've heard it, carpe diem, time is quickly passing by, seize the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let's make it count and live it to the fullest. Amen.